Rising Star Podcast with your host, Kelly Hughes. On today's show, I'm going to be talking with Doggone Davis. She's got just the funnest Christmas song that you're going to hear all season. It is called Here Comes Santa Dog. We're going to talk about the making of that and much more. So welcome to the show. Thank you. So you're an original. I don't think I've ever heard a singer like you at all. And that's oh. a good thing. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I do a lot. Uh, I do all of the, the lyrics. And uh, I have, you know, Chago as uh, a, you know, just atomic cook master who's, who's awesome. And, of course, well, Helmet Wolf. Some might call you a rapper. I, I think you're, you're almost like a spoken word artist with music. How do you describe yourself to people? Uh, kind of a uh, rock uh, rap, but on a not not a hard rap at all. But yeah, the spoken part that that makes sense too. Well, were you always into music, or, or did this happen later in life? Well, I was always into music, and. I liked all all kinds of uh, songs being being oldies and then seventies. Um, I would I would just you know turn on the radio and turn turn it on to an oldies station and you know play basketball listening to all of those great ones. And uh, I really like Smokey Robinson a lot. And uh, let's see, I like uh, the people of rock and. I like, uh, I would say, um, Steve Lukather of Toto. Yeah, it was Toto. And then also Led Zeppelin, uh, REO, The Who, The Guess Who, uh, Grand Funk Railroad. I, I like all of those folks. Well, your name sounds like a blues rock star. Doggone Davis, is that... Is that inspired by any, you know, particular music artist? No, it's it's funny that name. You know, I wasn't sure if I was going to to go with it, but I needed something quickly back back in like two two thousand seventeen. Uh, so a friend of mine lives in southern Missouri, but is actually um, a German from um, oh gosh can't remember the tiny city at the moment but yes she she's a good friend of one of my sisters and so we've all become friends and we were just knocking around that ideas for some kind of name and I thought well I, I love dogs I love my my dog who was Hans and, and somehow we just bantered back and forth and came up with I I kind of think in my head it sounds like that Doggone Davis. That's kind of how I push it. See, dog spelled D-A-W-G in Doggone Davis. And then you spell that the same way. And here comes Santa Dog. D-A-W-G. Yes, yes. That's that's intentional. And, you know, it's I couldn't make a, a song that was something that someone else had done. So I had to make it 
Uh, here comes Santa Dog. You know, everyone wants to do like a Christmas song. You know, Mariah Carey did it. Elvis did it. You know, Paul McCartney. Like, at what point did you say, I'm, I'm going to make like a holiday classic? <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Uh, some some group asked me to do it, and it was uh, Helmut Wolf, my manager in France, and then also Stephen Wrench, my music distribution guy. Uh, those two said, you know, how about a how about a uh, Christmas song? And I said, yeah, I could do that. You know, the thing about Christmas music. If you strike it rich, you know, you can, like, get one that they play every year. Like, I think Mariah Carey, she's probably made more off of that All I Want for Christmas song, you know, than anything she's ever done. Uh, you know, what do you kind of hope for, you know, when you put out a Christmas song? Do you kind of cross your fingers and think this could be, you know, something they play every year? Uh, I think that this one will do well uh it has done well since the initial one in 2019, I believe. And the, the song is so fun and funny and catchy. It, it has caught on in Europe quite, quite well. And it went to number two, two years in a row in the Indie Top 100 chart. This year, I really hope it gets to number one. That, that would be that would be just awesome. Uh, but but having reached number two on that chart twice in a row has really told me that people people like it a lot. And then also somewhere in London, they are playing it all year round. Isn't that wild? That is wild, and, and especially in this day of streaming, you know, to actually hear like that on the radio. Like, have you been like driving in your car and like heard it come up on the radio yet? No, I have not. Uh, I do do listen to the radio a ton in the car and I have not heard it come up. Uh, I'm hoping for a classic, really. It, it is, I don't mean to sound, you know, like I'm bragging too much on it, but it, it really is fun and the lyrics are uh, poignant and real. Now, what is a Santa dog? Uh, well, when I wrote it, I, I had the song come through of all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. And then I thought, oh, how about all I want for Christmas is some canine teeth. So uh, <laughs> oh, <very> that's, clever. <laughs> that's how the dog and canine teeth were put together. Okay. Now, is there a little bit of Santa dog in you since you share the same name? Uh, I love dachshunds. Um, you know, for, for Christmas, uh, I always asked my mom for a present early. <laughs> and we would, we would get presents a teeny bit early. Not all of them, but yeah, I'm for me, I'm very uh, kind of quirky and I enjoy performing and enjoy um, putting on a, a show for folks with my music. 
But, you know, as for the, the dog and myself, uh, that just goes back to my childhood and the things we did. So have you always, you know, been drawn to humor? It seems like you just have a natural knack for that. I, I, yes, I've always been uh, drawn to to humor. However, uh, I also have a couple of pretty emotionally dark songs with Chago that I wrote. And those are Can't Wrap My Head Against This and also No More. Uh, those have to do with a, a death in the family of, of, a, of a young young person. So, yeah, I'm not always spewing just silly. Uh, I like to do the, the real stuff of human life. Seems like you really draw from your personal life for some of your songs. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, actually... All of them, I do believe, are, if they're not talking about me specifically, they are a part of this, <clears throat> excuse me, wild animation. The, trying to put out a vision of something serious, something by writing the words and making them um, visible and so people can can see the words and see what they mean. That's I I really do do that a lot. Well, do you think that's why you have such a strong connection with your fans, because you're not afraid to share personal things? Probably that has to be, because if when they realize that hey, this is a real, this is a real story being told. It's it's not fluff or kind of dis, oh, I don't know how to explain that part, but yeah, it, it when they hear a serious song or even um, a, a fun song about Bach and Wagner and Chopin in the song Forever Music, you know, they, they can see that that's, that's real. Mm-hmm. Now, when did you put out your first record? That was March of 2018. <clears throat> oh, so that's fairly recently. That's, what, uh, about five years ago. Like, what, mm -hmm. what at that point made you think, you know, I have to finally do this? It was the best miracle that could happen when I reached out to Helmut Wolf. I did not know him at all, no no knowledge of him. I was on the internet one night and just poking around, and I had lived in Germany Germany for three years, and I I wasn't afraid to contact someone in in the music uh, scene world, and you know say hi. And he replied back that he would get back to me very soon. And he did. Then he made the first song all by himself. Uh, what he did was he took a video that I had made of me doing a, a he, he, it, I have to admit, it's a, it's a, a, a clever type of 
rap, but not hard rap, that is can relate to many, many women and what they're going through. And then so there was that video that was recorded and put on Facebook and it went to a million views. <laughs> it was really, oh really, really wow. crazy. Wow. A million views that must have yeah. just blown you away. Mm -hmm, mm hmm. And so he took that and then he, oh gosh, there was another, there were two aspects that he put together. Um, let me, let me think of the other one. But the, the primary was the, his impetus to go ahead and do. A, create a song with those elements of of my uh, kind of rapping poetry that was videoed, and he did it. He he put a song to it. <laughs> and what was the name of that song? Uh, that was a middle aged woman rapper. Well, that that says it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it well, I would imagine that a lot of women seeing this are thinking, wow, if she can do this, I can do this. Probably. I hope so. Uh, it went to number one in the Indie World Top 100 chart. And that was, you know, amazing because that was the first thing I put out. And, you know, Helmet goes just baby steps, just baby steps. And so I did a lot of baby steps, put out a lot of music. And now I have two albums, two CDs. I really, I really have been very proud of making, making those. And so they're, they're, they're very interesting. They, they have all, all the songs on them. Uh, one is called um, Middle-Aged Woman. And then the other one is called um, Ray-Bans in the Rain. I like that. You're good at titles. Do you, do you do the title first and then write the song? What usually happens for the songwriting is I will drive, be driving and, you know, letting my brain free float while I'm listening to the radio or thinking about something that's going on in our family and us. Uh, I'll just come up with a phrase and go, oh, that's the one. That's the one to start the the beginning of the song with. Those whatever idea I came up with. But that that is one way. And then the other is if I'm falling asleep and, and can't fall asleep right away, I just let my head go into any any spot and and to try and see if, if an idea comes up for a song and uh, that so that's about yeah those those are the the two exact ways and then I'm you know I'm influenced by my dad playing classical music on the piano and I'm very very influenced by uh, classic rock and roll and uh, Motown uh, that's a lot. I, I, I'm really, and I put all those things together sometimes. So for Here Comes Santa Dog, 
What are some of the lyrics to that? Oh, gosh. All I want for Christmas is some canine teeth. And let's see. Franz loves to chew. He brought us to our tears. It's goodbye to mama's brand new brassiers. <laughs> so those are well, two. Well, see, that's something everyone can relate to. Yeah. <laughs> All I want for Christmas is a puppy, but I just needed the two front teeth. And oh, like then, uh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, well, it's it, kind of like a, you, you get a dog and they're cute and lovable, but sometimes they do kind of, uh, you know, start chewing your favorite piece of clothing. I I love uh, puppies, and I don't have one right now, but I plan to in the spring. Dogs and dachshunds, um, those are those are my favorite. I, I always had one growing up, then had one uh, in my in my home that, and Hans was alive for about thirteen and a half years. That was he was wonderful. He was just just hilarious. <laughs> he he would love everybody. And I would come home from work and there he'd be on somebody's lap and they're all sleeping. Is so this song was, is this song sort of a tribute to him? It it turns out that it it really is because Hans von Noodles Davis is his real name. <laughs> it's a tribute because there's a lot in it about him. So, yeah, I think that would be the best way to describe Hans and uh, his showing up in the song. Well, it seems like you're really good at at showing people how to do your art and just live your life without shame you, know, you, <laughs> you just dive in confidently and i bet a lot of people admire that about you oh i i don't know i i, I think so through this through the songs and and i'm a uh, giving person um you know jesus says give to the poor so i try to do that when i can um but yeah, they can they can tell that I'm pretty fun loving. Yeah, and sometimes maybe we don't need to take ourselves so seriously. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely uh, on a mission, so to speak, to to do more in music and and write with other bigger names. But yes, when it comes down to music, it. There are, you know, four million other Becca Davises who who are trying to do something, and I've just been blessed to have Romaine Duchesne on my guitar, or on the guitar, and the uh, the drums sometimes change from um, different people, and then Helmet on the sax and flute, and then Chago who Chago was with Snoop Dogg for like 20 years. And wow. he's, so he's the best. So you're one degree of separation from Snoop Dogg. Yeah, one, de one degree. <laughs> <laughs> I need to close that space. 
I could see a collaboration happening. That would be a hoot. When that, I, I could actually see the two of you working pretty well together. Yeah, we both have a an energy side and a a passion. So, oh, I would I would love it. That would be awesome. See, I can imagine like there's so many people who I think feel self conscious. You know, where they, you know, they don't even want like to be in a picture, like at a family event. Oh, don't take my picture. Or, you know, we, we just get so nervous about that. And I can imagine when people, you know, see your videos, I think it gives them courage to think, oh, why, why you know, why am I so self-conscious? You seem like a really good role model to just have fun with life and not worry. Yeah, the songs I, I hope to and 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 do uh go all out in being real uh and sometimes that realness is uh pretty funny as in appreciation the song appreciation is a tribute to burton cummings in the who and uh there's a the, video the, on the, the guess who oh no yeah yeah the guess who excuse me yeah, Burton Cummings of the Guess Who. <laughs> uh, I'm one of the all-time great Canadian bands. Oh, gosh, love them. I've been to uh, Banff and Lake Louise years ago, and I have some great memories of, of Canada, Canada. So what are some of your favorite concerts you've been to? Mm. Gosh, there are a lot. I have been to... Eagles, Elton John, uh, Neil Diamond. Um, let's see. Did I say REO Speedwagon? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. And uh, gosh, who else? Somebody and, I, somebody and I were just talking about this the other day of the whole the whole list. Uh, I've, I have been to a lot. The uh, Toto concerts. Mm-hmm. Toto is tremendous. And also, um, let's see. Uh, oh, Ringo Starr and his all-star band. Have you oh, heard nice. of that? Yes, yes. And uh, it's so great to see that he's still out there performing. Well, I saw them uh, beginning, probably beginning maybe four years ago. And then I saw them about three times, you know, with, different people. Wow. No, that's great. And for Neil Diamond, was he doing the uh, concert in the round, you know, where he's just on that big round stage and the audience around him? Uh, I actually have seen a lot of Neil Diamond concerts because he's a, he is a songwriter and a performer and everything composer, producer, he's everything. Uh, but I like his, uh, songs such as I Am I Said, Holly Holy, uh, Cherry Cherry, um, Home Before Midnight album, 12 Songs album, I, and everything in between. I, I like the rock rock side of him, the rock and roll that gets out there and strums the guitar really hard. Mm -hmm. But before he got a little more mellow by the by the late 70s. Mm hmm But he rebounded from that. Totally rebounded with the jazz singer and 
those two other two albums I mentioned. Uh, yeah, he did. He didn't just go into mellow. He totally took a took a turn back to his roots of of singing about his life, and that really does come out in his uh, later albums. So he survived Barbara Streisand. Yeah, he was. He wasn't smashed. <laughs> although although they did have a number one hit together so they probably both yeah. made a little money off that yeah i'm i'm sure sure uh but yeah i just i just like his uh his his sound the his voice is different very different um now i'm trying to think of some some other uh, bands that i really were oh i saw paul mccartney in kansas oh. city and i saw him twice Wow, that what, what did what did you think of that? Oh my gosh, the first one I took one of my nephews, who's you know complete musician. Uh, he does he plays uh, guitar and bass guitar. Uh, we 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 went to the show. You know, it was packed, and we were so blown away. It was like no no other concert we had ever heard. It it was. And my nephew and I were just smiling huge. We and we walked out of the the venue, and literally our mouths were hanging open. We our jaws were open. We were just going, "Oh my God, that was awesome!" I mean, it, it impacted us greatly. But it was because Paul plays so many different instruments, and he he played five or six different instruments in that, in that first show. And we, we were blown away. And every time we talk about it, we just giggle. We just laugh and laugh and it just, can't, we can't believe we saw that. You know, and I, I was like, just reading that. Oh, isn't he, I think he's doing like a 50th anniversary for band on the run. Oh gosh. Um, I don't Something know. Something connected. Yeah, look that up. I think he's either, I don't know if they're re-releasing it or he's going to sing it, but, but were you a fan of that era, uh, Paul McCartney? I love uh, Paul McCartney and Wings. Um, and mm -hmm. Band on the Run, I like that too, uh, uh, greatly. Yeah, I I love uh, most, most of those songs from uh, Band on the Run and then uh, also... The, the early stuff they did as the Beatles and then his later uh, individual productions. And then he got yeah, I will look that up. mellow too. Why is that they all, by the end of the 70s, they all started getting mellow? Uh, then, then I think that they woke up. <laughs> and, well, well, what was the one he did? I think early 80s, Ebony and Ivory. Oh, with with uh, Stevie. With, uh, Stevie Wonder, yeah. Yeah. Which is not not a bad song, but uh it didn't sound like the you know the Paul we were used to though. No, it was a pretty soft. <laughs> yeah, but he, I don't know. It, it he, was okay. Not my favorite, but it was okay. Yeah. I it I don't think it left a lasting memory in, in me. But it was okay. Well, well, which writer, you know, do you admire the most, just from the songwriting aspect? I I can name my about my three or four or five specific writers. 
uh, Bob Seeger, mm-hmm. Don Henley, uh, and the other members also uh, when Glenn Fry was alive. Uh, so I, I I really like those two rock and rollers. Uh, I like Burton Cummings a ton, mm-hmm. and also oh I would say um, Steve Lukather of Toto. He has done some writing uh, for different songs outside Toto, and I like him a lot. Let's see. And he's a b- big session musician, has played on a lot of other people's records. Yes, yes. He, he's that uh, super guitar hero. Yeah, kind of like the one that everyone's probably heard a ton of his music, but they don't always know who he is. Probably, probably, yeah. He, he does a ton, like you said, of session music. Um but yeah, they they are still touring touring as well. well. I like that you mentioned Bob Seger, and and he's you know he's still going strong. But I think a lot of the new generation, don't you think they need to be reintroduced to him? Yes, because he he will he will hit you in the head and hit you in the heart of his great writing and performing. Um, just you know when he did hollywood nights i would just crank it up in my car and try not to speed <laughs> well did you know that uh bob seeger was good friends with glenn fry i knew that yeah yeah i did know that well did, did you know this little bit remember uh bob seeger did shakedown i think it was in, in one of the beverly hills cops movies mm-hmm and it actually became a number one hit. I don't know if it was his only one, but kind of came out of left field. But did you know that originally Glenn Fry was supposed to record that? And I think it was a, some scheduling thing. So he he gave it to Bob and said, here, you do it. And gave him a number one hit. That's awesome. I, I don't, it doesn't sound, you know, like I know it right off my head, but. It it's good, I'm, and I'm glad that Bob ended up with it because his his voice and power is is just great. So you kind of like the uh, what what were they calling that? It's not quite Southern rock, but at first glance it almost seems it. But the Eagles they were California, but kind of like almost like a West Coast Southern rock. What would you call that? Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Um, I'm trying to think. You know, he he did so many huge hit songs. Uh, I can't name all of them all, all at once, but they, you know, he did so much prior to Shakedown. And um, he references uh, Like a Rock in, in that song. And there's a lot of passion about being a young kid and so that that enthralls people oh yeah and, and of course night moves you gotta oh yeah <laughs> that's that's the best yeah boy and that he really dominated radio for quite a while long time yeah he had a good stretch well hopefully you will too you got, I, you've I got hope a, so. 
Well, you, you're growing a catalog. Like, how many of your songs have you recorded now on, on those two 24. albums? 24. Wow, that's quite an output. And they have all been in the top 10 indie or 15, but most of them have been in the top 10. Uh, but what, on top, hmm? Well, what's cool with these, you know, streaming stations, you can see where people are listening from. Like when you look at the statistics, wh where are some interesting places that, that you have listeners? Oh, man. Well, Canada, of course, they're, they're quite the fan base, and they really like the song Appreciation. They, they totally, <laughs> they had to dig that one. And uh, other places are Japan is, seems to be listening a lot. Uh, and I know you're, you know, I know Europe and, and that they're very up on different genres of music and uh, London and the UK like the stuff, like our stuff as well. Um, you know, having that, that diverse of a quality, quality uh, band members, they, you know, Chago, he, he's unreal. He, and Helmet Wolf, you know, he, he just is, he, he's already world known worldwide uh, for his sax and flute. And, you know, his composing and producing he does for me you know, he is very specific. He he will not put out something of lesser quality. He will always put out the very, very best of what he does. Do you think through him he's helped turn a lot of people in Germany onto your music? Um, probably. And then, uh, you know, the, the people who go worldwide, like Chago and, and his different endeavors have gone to uh, Europe a lot, and he lives in France now. So, you know, it's there's just so many people who have just absolutely helped build me up. Mm -hmm. Well, you've been good with your music videos on YouTube. Any chance you'll be making a video for the Here Comes Santa Dog? Yeah, I... I really thought about that and probably thought about it a lot because, you know, it, you know, living the, living the words and then showing the words, you know, it would be great to have a, a dachshund puppy in a video with that song. And that, that really needs to be captured. So probably. I think, I, I think you need to do a video to this. Yeah. It's, it's, fun? It would be fun. It is hilarious. I don't mind saying it is a, a an hilarious song. <laughs> Just thinking oh, no. about. Well, you, you wouldn't put like a big bow on his head, would you? No, no. Um, all the dachshunds I've had uh, have been scampers. They've been, they've been little, little tricksters, not, not in a bad way, but just fun, fun to play with. Maybe, like, to, hmm? well, do you think you would, like, put a, put a Christmas sweater on him? Well, on the song cover, he has, it, it's a, uh, 
you know, Photoshop, not Photoshop, but the cardstock or photo stock type of cover of a dachshund dressed as Santa. So I, I, I would probably do something very, not very different, but um, really cool. You know, mm -hmm. put some, put some Christmas sunglasses on him or something like that. I see. Oh, maybe some Ray Bans. Well, yeah, my Ray Bans in the rain song. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be Ray Bans in a Santa hat. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. Well, I know on your videos, um, you know, people really connect with you on those. So, what would you say are your most popular videos that you've done? I would see say, um, but on fire is one and appreciation then i would say um uh, i don't have like a ton of them out there and i need like you said to do more and do the santa santa dog one but uh i just really i'm appreciative of of people watching the videos and also you know playing the music it's just it just is kind of wanderous because how it all happened was out of thin air now where you live do you get a lot of snow in the winter here in everett um this is my first living time in everett washington and it's chilly right now and we get a lot of rain and which which is not my exact favorite but uh i hear that some snow can occur uh definitely the roads are a bit dangerous because uh you know being in the mountains and the the snow and the the drainage and everything that of the snow seeping down and causing icy conditions. Uh, I like Everett a lot, but it is not, not my favorite. Cause I'm thinking if you're ready this winter, you got the camera and the dog ready. Like the first day you get some snow, just get out there with the camera and start filming that dog. Mm -hmm. Actually, I do have a neighbor, a new friend here who has a dachshund and she would probably let me do that her, her hers is uh, there you go there you go and her dog's name <laughs> this is too much let let us l-e-t-t-u-c-e -E. <laughs> oh like 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 lettuce in a salad uh, and i could use him like let us entertain you I like that. Do you just naturally attract people with interesting names? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm pretty outgoing, so I will just, with, with a, that gal and her baby dachshund, I could tell it was about six months old, you know, and she lives here in the same area. And I just, you know, went up to her and said, hey, hello, I love your dachshund. You know, what's going on here? Well, there in Everett, have you had any chances to perform live? Um, no, I haven't pursued it yet. I haven't been here all that long. 
Uh, have you done, have you done much live performing? Um, a couple of I would say garden parties. <laughs> you know the old garden party song. Oh yeah, like I I went to a garden party to reminisce yeah. with my old uh -huh. friends. Yeah. What was that Ricky Nelson? Yes. Okay, so is, is that one of your go-to songs? Mm. Mm, no, but I I do I do like it a lot. Um, Maybe you could do a spoken word cover of it. Um, yeah, you know, I'd really like to work with uh, Bob Seeger, for example. I would, I would like some people to get in touch with him and see if he would write with me. Wouldn't that be a dream come true? That would. And also Don Henley. Well... I say send them your previous videos. They've got a lot of charm because mm -hmm. you never know. I mean, you're already one degree of separation from Snoop Dogg. Yes. <laughs> maybe, uh, so maybe get to him first, and then through Snoop Dogg, you can get to Bob Seger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I will. <laughs> I'm tenacious, so... I, I will, I will try different things, different ways, different networking. Uh, so yes, one day I, one day I'll hit that. Um, well, I like people who who think big because, isn't it more fun to pursue, you know, a big dream than a small dream? Oh yes, definitely. And and my mind is very very creative, and I I like to have double and triple meanings on uh, words or phrases. Um, definitely, I, I do uh, dream big, but I keep myself in check and not do, you know, do songs that don't have any meat to them. You know, I'm, because this is an expensive industry and you can't make a big fat flop because a lot of money goes into this and I'm just very, very, very blessed that all of my songs have, have been in that top 10 and top 15 for the indie chart, indie top 100. I, you know, when I yeah. step back and look at it, it's, it's, a, it's a, good, a good show. Is that what keeps you going? Like, you know, we all sometimes have self-doubt. But do you think back to those chart successes and think, you know what, I'm going to do that again? Oh, um, no, I don't have any self-doubt. <laughs> I know that Good sounds... Good for you. Now, you, you, <laughs> I can tell you, you are very confident. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I don't have any self-doubt about my songs. And also, uh, my, my family, they couldn't believe what I was doing. And then what all was happening because, you know, th this happened, you know, af after I was, you know, I grew up and went to school and had jobs. Uh, so, you know, my family is like, what did, where did this come from? But they couldn't be too surprised because I would always write songs or little poems for the family and perform them uh, for them. And then also uh, they know I'm a big uh, ham and a big uh, 
crowd pleaser at home. <laughs> well, I want to wrap up by talking a little more about that. But first, I want to make sure everyone knows where to find your music online and, and watch your videos. So where should they go? Well, definitely go to YouTube for the videos. And, and songs are there too, but definitely YouTube for the videos. And you can get them. Uh, I'm kind of changing my name a little, but it, it's a slow process. I'm wanting to go with Rebecca DGD. Um, okay. And then let's see, uh, iTunes for the songs and Spotify, Facebook, all those major digital platforms. I, I'm heavily uh, pushed in there. So if they search, should they go Rebecca DGD or should they do the doggone Davis search? I would say uh, for now do uh, both and also specifically do the all three words put together. Um, D-A-W-G-G-O-N-E-D-A-V-I-S. Uh, and also there's a great way to hear my stuff for free and it's called Bandcamp. So you can definitely go to uh, Bandcamp and hear the songs for free and decide if you want to buy one or two or three or four or five for very little money. I think they, they start around one or two dollars. It's a very inexpensive way to purchase music that's, that's really mm -hmm. done, done professionally. Oh, nice. You know, and, you know, you being in Everett, Washington, you know, you're pretty close to Seattle. Mm -hmm. And and for those who know the University of Washington, they're the Huskies, but, but fans like to call them the dogs, you, you know, D-A-W-G. Uh, so do people ever kind of connect that or when they see your spelling for dog, yeah. do they ever connect you to the Huskies? No, uh, not really yet, but... I hope to get the word out and the songs out and, you know, get it all out there for people to know. And, uh, but, uh, actually I have been in Walla Walla, Washington many, many times. And I was a fan of the Cougs because my family lived in Walla Walla and my, one of my sisters. And so, uh, Phil and I would go out and we, you know, vacation there and then go to different spots. Uh, but yes, uh, I like the dry, arid climate for sure. Nice. Maybe you could do a collab with the Huskies, some kind of go dogs, and maybe you could get them to dress up like Santa. Uh, I, I know there are a lot of, I know there are a lot of fans out here. You know, a lot of those Huskies fans and the, you know, I come from Kansas City most of my life, or all, all of my life, ba basically, other than living in Germany for a while. And so, uh, you know, for football, I'm definitely a Chiefs fan. So if I have my sh shirts on here in Seattle, you know, I stand out like a sore thumb. Well, I, I like how you're adapting you know, uh, I hope you give Everett a chance. Uh, you know, I'm from this area, from Seattle, so okay. I know Everett. 
and I was going to say, you know, give it a chance. It's it's uh, it's it's not very far, you know, from a lot of cool places. So you're centrally located. You can access mm -hmm. a lot of places from there. We went to Mount Baker. That was really fun. Very beautiful. Nice. Oh yeah. Um, trying I to think. think well, for someone like you, an artist and making videos, there's so many beautiful locations you could shoot at. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we went to a restaurant on the Sound, and that was beautiful, absolutely. Um, I can mm. get great ideas from my family. I have a niece out here uh, who is living and working, and I sometimes watch their little boy. Uh, and so they're... There's a lot of knowledgeable family out here who can lead me to great spots. Well, do you find you're already creating your own artistic community there? Mm, I know that, well, I, I really, you know, I have really haven't been here longer than, let's see, three months. So okay. I... Yeah, just so I'm I'm trying to get ingratiated in people's hearts in this immediate area. And then I'm definitely not afraid to cold call on on a group or place that is, you know, has a venue. Uh, that's the thing is you, you mentioned self-doubt and things like that. But no, I, w I was born, I played basketball a lot and almost played college ball. Uh, had an injury to my shoulder, so I didn't play. But the the aggress aggression and passion and um, desire to do this music bigger and better and wider is is in me. Mm -hmm. But I don't. You would look at me and go, "Oh, well, that's that's a person." And then I have a song that's called. Uh, judge not rap yes and it's a song about you know you just can't judge a person by the cover you know you, mm -hmm. because when i tell people what i do they're like wow uh i'm not old ancient or anything like that but you know i don't have a, a big old rock star look about me so and that and that's good because i can do my own thing get something wonderful done and just keep moving. You know, there in Everett, there's a, a big performance hall downtown. And I'm trying to think oh. of like, it's some kind of something arena, I think. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Hmm. Is it the arena where the, uh, the Kraken play hockey? Um, it might, it might be all purpose. I know a lot of like uh, concerts they've had there. I'm trying to hmm. think. See, don't, I don't want to get it wrong. Maybe it's something like, um, I think I, I know the arena you're talking about. I think this is a different one. Um, some kind of more of a music hall. Okay, um, well. Let me think. Oh, is it called the Apex? Oh, I've heard of that. I have heard of that. Okay, so I'm thinking, you know how like when a big band from out of town comes in, they want like a local band to open for them? 
See, yeah, to get you to open for a big band when they come to the apex. Yes, that'd be great. That'd be that'd be a dream come true for a big band. I'm kind of thinking maybe open for some rap artists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that because, be fun? Oh, it would be his stellar. It would be awesome. Uh, so maybe maybe me- when you when you do your calls, look up Apex and announce your presence. Say, Apex, I'm here and ready to open. I will. I, I promise you I will do that after uh, after we finish up here and I'll make some phone calls to them. You know what? I, I could see 2024 open up uh, to some big venues for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have the the fire in the belly. Yeah, oh, what, what's the one Bob Seeger said? Was it the fire down below? Yeah, yeah. I like that. Well, so to wrap up, you know, your confidence, which I think a lot of people wish they had, um, you know, what do you say to people? How how do they especially get over like the self-consciousness? So many people want to do something, but they're afraid of what other people will think or being judged. You know, what's your advice for them? Well, uh, take the chance, you know, dive in. Don't not do it because out of the thin air, Helmet and I have created so much and we didn't even know each other. And then we met and took off. Um, so what they have boosted me a lot, but for, for anyone who's wanting to do something, uh, I, from my experience, I was able to just, you know, write the stuff, make it happen. You know, I just, just dove in. And I'm, you know, I must be blessed to be able to have that kind of confidence to go make it happen. But if someone just needs to just do it, you know, don't, don't worry. You know, I don't worry about, you know, where you are in life or or whatever. uh, Just, just try it. You know, you have, you can't know until you actually try it. And if you don't try it, then you can't, like, you know, go to the top of a European music chart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On the first song out. And uh, it was funny because uh, King Arison, uh, the percussionist and uh, bongo and all those drums player for Neil Diamond, he he and I were talking a little bit on uh, on the just chatting uh, online, and he was in the lead. He was a, like, his song that he had out then was around number five, and then it climbed up, you know, to number three, and then to number one, and it was super. You know, that was awesome for him, and he, when I finally had that number one right after him, he was very, you know, very proud of me, and uh just he's like you did it <laughs> and i we were my my group we were floored <laughs> well everyone needs to know the name uh it's rebecca dgd also known as 
Doggone Davis, this current song. Here comes Santa Dog. It's going to put a pep in your step and a smile on your face. And I really hope once people uh, listen to one song, they'll want to listen to all of them. And I think that, you know, you're an original. There's really no one like you, Rebecca. And I'm so glad you're here to really, you know, make people happy. Well, gosh, uh, thank you. I mean, that's a huge compliment. Um, I, I know the one reviewer called me the modern day Elvis Presley. <laughs> that was pretty wild. Uh, but I, I, what he meant by that, and it was a humongous compliment, he meant that I'm new, I'm not in the ordinary path, I'm I'm have a different uh, product, so to speak, and that I'm open and truthful about the content of the songs. So uh, you know, you know, Elvis was very brand new, uh, very different, and you know, he just went off like a million firecrackers but and more but yeah i was very pleased with that compliment i was very appreciative of it rebecca you are a disruptor and you're shaking up the music industry <laughs> thank you <laughs> which sounds kind of like you kind of which make, makes me think of uh when elvis was shaking his hips on the ed sullivan show oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I can't wait to hear what you come out with next. And really, in 2024, I'm just I'm sending out good thoughts so you'll be opening for some big bands coming through Everett. Mm, thank you so much. I uh, really enjoyed talking to you here. This has been the Rising Star Podcast with your host, Kelly Hughes.